Coming up 7.45 on a Saturday, that means it's time for another wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Hi there, Denny. How are things going? Things are going well. Looks like a nice day. I think oh. we'll see some sunshine today. So a good start to the holiday. Yes, crisp but nice. Yeah, Why not? fresh. fresh. You know, what are we going to... Yeah. I thought I would talk about today as we come off... Yes, crisp but nice. Yeah, Why not? fresh. fresh. You know, what are we going to... Yeah. I thought I would talk about today as we come off of the pandemic, uh, people are starting to entertain a little bit, they're planning parties, etc. I thought I'd answer two very often questions asked to me, which of course haven't been asked to me in over a year now, and that's how much wine should I buy for my upcoming wedding, and uh, what kind of wine should I buy for a party? And I think those questions, as we move towards a little more normal thing where people are going to have some parties and indefinitely are having weddings, uh, I thought they might be very topical and interesting. You know, I've advised couples on wines for their wedding for over 50 years. And in order to pick the perfect wine, you know, you have to talk about the venue, where it's going to be held, what kind of food, the guest, is the guest list older, younger, uh, whatever, and then, of course, and very important is the budget. And one of the questions everybody asks me is, how much wine do I really need to buy? Well, of course, the answer is different for every single wedding. But there's some guidelines that most people might try and find very helpful, I think. The first thing is to check the venue, but they'll even allow you to bring your own wine in. Some venues require you to select wines off of their list, Others will allow you to bring wine in but charge you a corkage. And that corkage, watch out for that. It can be very, very hefty. Uh, discuss that with them in advance. I think a 10 to $15 corkage is very fair and uh, a, good one to, a good number to strive for between 10 and $15. Uh, it'll depend on the venue, of course, what they charge you. That's their prerogative. But uh, that's a fair one, I think. And if they allow you to bring the wine in, and the corkage is doable, and you'll need three really kinds of wine, in my opinion. You need a sparkling wine for the wedding toast, and a choice of red or white wine for people to have with the meal, particularly if you're having a sit-down meal. Sparkling wine, that's fairly easy. Uh, you know, you can pick so many different kinds. You can have go all out and have real French champagne. Of course, that's going to be kind of pricey. It's very hard to find a bottle of champagne, and that is a special sparkling wine from a specific district of France. And believe me, you can set up 30 different sparkling wines on blind, and I guarantee you almost anybody would be able to pick the real champagne out of that uh, blind tasting. Real champagne is that different from its counterparts. But there's so many other things. There's sparkling wine from uh, Spain, which is called Cava, and they're terrific. And everybody, of course, loves Prosecco. That's a nice sparkling wine with little bubbles in it and very affordable indeed, too. Plus, they make sparkling wine from everywhere. We make some fabulous ones from here in California, and you know, even New Mexico and Texas produce some good sparkling wines. Uh, and don't forget the other parts of the world. They make a sparkling wine in Burgundy called Cremant de Bourgogne uh, that I think is the closest thing to real champagne there is. And it's usually 10 
to $20 a bottle less than real champagne. There are five glasses in a standard bottle of champagne. So uh, the unusual shape of the bottle and that is determined and, and like if some people can get six, but generally it's best to figure on five glasses. So let's assume you're having a hundred guests, and you figure there'd be two glasses per person uh, during the toast and that. Uh, so uh, that's uh, two hundred glasses of wine, and there's five in a bottle. You'll need forty bottles of wine, and uh, when you usually buy, you buy by the case. So you'd probably buy 48, cases are 12, 48 bottles of sparkling wine. And you usually get a discount when you buy by the case. So 48 bottles for 100 people will give you plenty of wine. And, and I'm always of the opinion, on any time you entertain, better to have and not need than need and not have. In other words, have a little extra and don't run out. Uh, after all, we know what happened at the wedding feast at Cana, and we all don't have Jesus at the wedding to convert water into wine. So have enough. If you're going to have red and white wine, if your wedding's going to be outside during the day, people tend to drink more, believe it or not, during the day than they do at night. So if your menu is, say, you're having roast beef, probably go heavy on the red wine. Uh, for generalization, we usually assume that they'll drink more white wine than red. And, uh, again, they drink about a glass of wine an hour is for each guest. So, again, if you have that same 100 guests for, say, a three-hour, that's 300 glasses of wine. And uh, wine, again, is like champagne. There's five uh, glasses in a bottle. So uh, 300 glasses of wine. Divided by five, you need 60 bottles of wine. In other words, five cases, and you can mix that up, red and white. And like I said, go heavy on the red. Or an easy way to do things is if you're having tables of 10, I tell people put a bottle of red and a bottle of white on each table. And in other words, if you're having 100 guests, that's 10 tables of 10. So you need at least 10 bottles of red and 10 bottles of white to go on the table. And then you should have a backup of another uh, 10 of each uh, so you don't run out. And I think if following that uh, is pretty good guidelines for the amount. Then, of course, the most important thing comes is uh, how, uh, what kind of wine do you want. And that depends on a lot of things, your budget, your taste, and everything else. Uh, put yourself in the hands of a good wine merchant and let them guide you on that. And be sure and test it in advance. Make sure you have something you like. After all, it's your wedding. Then let's talk about wines for a party, for all occasions. As we come out of I said, this pandemic, uh, the type of party you're going to have really depends on the wine. Is it going to be a dinner party? Uh, is it going to be a housewarming party? Is it going to be just a big open house? What to pay is a birthday party. What kind of wines are you going to pick? And, of course, uh, that, again, depends a lot on your budget, uh, the time of day, and the type of event. You want wine to fit the occasion. In other words, for a formal sit-down dinner, you'd want a little more formal wine than you would for a big, gigantic,
gigantic open house. The wine is supposed to fit the occasion. It's really easy. And, you know, whether you like, <coughs> pardon me, uh, if you like a Cabernet Sauvignon, maybe try a Bordeaux. Most Bordeaux are Cabernet Sauvignon blended with other grapes. Uh, and uh, don't forget, again, there's five glasses per bottle. So when you're planning the thing, figure out how many glasses people are going to have. Usually, if you're having, say, three courses, uh, they'll have wine with the first two. You Seldom do people have wine with dessert unless you want to plan it that way. And that's always a nice finish to have a sweet wine for dessert or a sparkling wine. Again, the season depends on it. If you're having some people over for a barbecue, that's casual, informal, and you want casual and informal wine. Uh, sometimes it's kind of fun if you're having a party to have oversized bottles. A Magnum is simply two bottles of normal bottles of wine. Uh, in other words, excuse me, it's 1.5 liters. Uh, a fifth bottle is three-quarters of a liter. In fact, it's kind of funny. Many years ago, almost 40 years ago, the U.S. government was going to go on the metric system, and the only thing that went on the metric system was liquor. Liquor is sold on the metric system. Everything else is still sold on the imperial system, which is quartz, pints, etc. On the metric system, it's 750 milliliters, 1.5 liters, liters, etc. So you buy liquor today on the metric system, and everything else liquid you buy, you buy generally on the imperial system, which is quartz and gallons and that type of thing. Let's not forget rosé. Rosé is a wonderful wine to have for a big party. Who can deny the pleasures of a glass of rosé? I'm here to tell you, I love wine, and I also like a glass of rosé every now and then. It's just a refreshing, delightful thing, and it's a perfect accompaniment to your summer soiree. Uh, you know, if you're doing tailgating come the fall, again, you get, the fall brings a little crisp weather, etc. So you want a little more brisk wine, like a red blender, a little Cote de Rhone or something like that. Uh, wines, it's always fun if you're having a party and you're going to serve wine, to serve a wine that you like and introduce it to your friends. That makes an interesting conversation and even uh, sort of a little bit of entertaining to chit-chat about the favorite wine you have and introduce it to your friends. And one of the things you want to avoid when you're having wine is ostentation. There's nothing worse, I think, when you're dealing with wine than ostentation. You want something that everybody likes, everybody can enjoy, that you're sharing a discovery with them and making the dining and drinking a delightful experience. Uh, you want to have, I suppose, if you're having very important people, if you're having uh, an a important politician or a movie person or just a well-known person, you might want to have a little bit more impressive wine than you would have if you're just having the neighbors in. Because, you know, there's an old saying, <clears throat> important wines are for important people. I don't buy that myself, but that's what they say. And don't forget, uh, when you're entertaining, to make sure you have enough. There's nothing worse than running out. So better to have a few extra bottles, tuck them away, and have them left over after the party uh, than to run out. I think that that's an embarrassment for all involved when you run out. 
So it's always better to plan for a little bit extra rather than a little bit late on any of these things where you're planning for an event. And as I said, the time of day depends on it. It, it always astonishes me that people drink more in the afternoon than they do at night. I don't know why that is, but it just happens to be a fact. So you want wines that are accessible, you want wines that are good, and you want wines that are affordable. You don't want to be worrying, oh, they're going to drink another bottle of that wine and it cost me $35. Have a bottle of wine that you won't feel that way about and uh, have another bottle of wine. After all, it only cost me $12. Uh, you don't have to tell that to your guests, but that's what you can be thinking about. So entertaining, as it steps up now a little bit, whether you're buying wine for a wedding or you're buying wine for just a gathering of the neighbors and friends. Uh, I hope that these guidelines and tips are very helpful for you as you entertain. And as we entertain a little more, <clears throat> let's to be grateful for the fact that we can entertain now and that we've gotten through this very, very difficult time, and we're still able to enjoy ourselves. Fantastic. Well, yes, great, great tips today, Jack, as usual. And I tell you what, if you're planning a party, uh, you want some help doing it, and you want, the place to go is Haskell's. Yeah, the folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine. They love to put you in touch with a new discovery in the wine world or <clears throat> reacquaint you with an old friend. And best of all, they get you a wine that doesn't cost very much. And I might add that while we have that six for 60, which is a very popular thing, you get six bottles of wine for $60. Our summer barbecue six for 60 is just terrific. There's six bottles of wine that will go with anything you can imagine you're going to serve at a barbecue, and it's only 60 bucks. And don't forget, we still have some openings for our uh River Cruises on the St. Croix, uh, Saturday, uh, July 17th, and Saturday, August 21st, a gorgeous three-hour cruise up and down the St. Croix River with a lunch and beer and wine tasting. They're not to be missed. They're lots of fun. Anyway, there's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington, Excelsior. There's a Haskell's in Faribault right off of 35. Our Maple Grove Supercellar is not to be missed. In downtown Minneapolis, there's free parking both today and tomorrow. And there's a Haskell's at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com. And don't forget, the folks at Haskell's do deliver. Absolutely. Jack, let's talk next week. You know, Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Thank you, Jack. Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Haskell's.